Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome to the Punters, mate. It's Friday, the 23rd of February, 2024. Fridays roll around so quickly. And I'm glad to say that Sammy Highland has made it back from his trip to Melbourne. He's back in the studio with me this afternoon. Sammy, good afternoon to you. How was it? How was Tay-Tay? Uh, Chris, oh, it was outstanding. I'll tell you what, I didn't know what to expect uh, going down there. It was top shelf. And yeah. no surprise that, uh, well, she's just so super famous, isn't she? And I, I didn't have a good understanding of how famous she really is, but that that was just off its head. And, you know, uh, 100,000 people or close to each night there in Melbourne and uh, – you know, she gets up there. She she sings for over three hours. Like, good on her. She, she no break gets in between. Out, has a crack. No, no break. Just belts it out and uh, and just has the whole place pumping. So it was uh, it was so good, so good. Great to uh, yeah, great to have a couple of days in Melbourne and and uh, great to go to the Tay Tay concert. Great to catch up with the family. It was good fun. Uh, I tell you what. I slept well on uh, I slept well on Sunday night. I can tell you when we got back, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I was talking to someone during the week about Tay Tay, and I, look, I'm not, I don't know a lot. I only hear what I hear on the radio or their songs or whatever. And I think I think she's a really good role model, Sam. Yeah. You, I mean, you look at some of the some of the stars around these days, and they got bits and pieces hanging out all over the place. But she's a good role model for young girls. Yeah, I, th- I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, I, I think uh, even just watching this morning and see if she's at the zoo with uh, Travis Kelsey's in town, and it's just like I said to Nicole, uh, uh, my wife said it's just so big, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, uh, even yesterday morning on the Today Show, like there's. A helicopter above the plane, you know, just waiting to see Travis Kelsey get off the plane. So you, you're just going, "Wow, we like this is super famous, isn't it?" And yeah. and uh, and that's what Nicole said to me. She goes, "She is the 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 most. She outdoes everybody. She uh, does as far She's a billionaire. as billionaire. Um, number ones, uh, attendance, all concerts, rah rah, and." You know, we we both, my wife and I, have been to Coldplay concerts, a few Coldplay concerts, and we love Coldplay. Yep. And she goes, they're they're like she's just bigger than them, you know. Yep. And it's it's uh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah people huge. want to bag her. I mean, why? I yeah. Mean, exactly. What, what can you find to bag yeah, her? About? She, if you don't like her singing, se- well, fine. Don't listen to it. But she doesn't seem to carry on or no. anything. She seems very level, you know. Yeah. Uh, for for someone who's as uh, famous as she is, so good on her. I I thought. Uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the, the whole experience, and uh, yeah, we were with some great friends, and uh, we just we just had a ball. It was great fun. Where were you um, situated in the ground? What level? We're in a box. Oh, geez, okay. I won't go any further. I should have realised the answer to that question. In a box, so Tay Tay. So no, that, that made it even better. How special can you get? <laughs> that made it even better. Uh, I unbelievable. can tell you. <laughs> Uh, pleased to say, Sam. I'm not sort of. I'm pleased to say that Maddie's back joining us, pushing the buttons. On you, Maddie. On you, Maddie. Cohen's uh, been seconded to do some um, NRL stuff for the next what six months. So uh, Maddie's back doing it. I know he's excited about it, aren't he, you? He loves being back. Loves it. Oh, I'm keen as a bean, boys. Good. <laughs> keen as a bean. Okay. Good stuff. Now, while you're away, Sammy, we had some racing last week at Doombin. And we had uh, the highlights being CJ Graham and Tony Gollan. 
uh, both training riding winners. Uh, Apophis, Blue Spinel and Mullane were, I thought, the highlights of the day. Mullane, been a while between drinks for him. He's a little lighter now. Wow. Well, two-stone lighter. Yeah, well, we had Tony on the show, as you remember, last week. And he said uh, his mind really was not on the job last preparation, but it was last Saturday. And uh, look, on track side, I think it was I think it was JJ that said, all right, he's had his win now. I would not be touching him with a barge pole going forward. Well, that was a little bit rough. What <laughs> well, do you think? It, uh, I tell you what, it um, makes a difference, doesn't it? And, and does, you know, can you get in early enough with that gelding operation and, and, and providing you do, um, uh, it can really turn things around. And that's understandable, isn't it? So um, uh, you can see both sides, you know, he's nicely bred and showed good ability, but as a colt, he just won't concentrate. So then they geld them and, and uh, bring them back and comes back sharp. Good to see SENQ's own Sammy Collett ride Iron Grace to victory, a horse that's been extremely hard to follow. I remember talking to Sammy last year after Iron Grace had been unlucky again, and she said to me, oh, I've told uh, told the trainer just to take me away from this horse completely. He just doesn't run for me. And there she was riding Iron Grace to victory last Saturday. So well done to Sam Collett. <laughs> Well done to all concerned there. So that's a bit of a wrap of Doombin last week. Now, a bit of controversy, as uh, as the 12th man used to say, controversy, uh, about the Jimmy Star ride last week. Now, Sammy, you're the jockey here. My opinion doesn't matter. You're the jockey. Oh, I don't know about that, Chris. Oh, it, uh, well, i tell you what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're just getting some mixed signals through the window here, but everything's okay. Um, yeah, what did you think of the ride? Uh, I thought that uh, – I'll tell you what I thought. Yes. Now, Craig Williams, uh, Craig Williams, he loves having a throw at the stumps, you know, and he thought – he thought that uh, – he thought that there was no speed in that race. He thought there was no speed in that race and he would jump and press forward. Now, uh, you know – it's when it comes off, Chris. Mm. You're a hero. Oh yes, right. You're a hero. But he did the when right it, when thing. It, when yeah. it doesn't come off, right? <laughs> you're the worst in the world. Yeah. Now, now, in true Willow style, he went right. Oh, fair play. Come in. That was a mistake. I did the wrong thing, right? And then, and then it all. You know, Kieran wasn't happy. Um, connections weren't happy, and it all, it all gets a bit exaggerated and highlighted. Rah rah. You know, the horse ran super. I totally understand that the horse is is a chaser and or better chaser, and he wasn't suited to that. And there was, you know, he pressed forward. They kicked up inside him, and then, um, and then made him work. And then he, you know, he's a bit soft at the end. That the winner was very good. The winner was held up, got out, ran over top of them. Um, you know, as as Jimmy Starr hit his level, is he? You know what I mean? It's uh, I, yeah. But I should totally, he have been I, a dollar? What he was? I to, I totally understand um, that they won't go out and ride the horse that way again. But do you know what? Had he have won? Oh, this happy days. Discussion happy point. days. So no, I'm going to say that. So it's you know I I think um, like I say, Will, Willow thought okay, there's not going to be any speed in this. I can press forward, control it, go like that, but. It didn't work out. When so. you do that as a jockey, and you would have done it, when when you decide to maybe change tactics and, yep. and lead like he did and you've got beaten on the line, yep. 
What are your thoughts? That's oh, a you horrible go, feeling. When you go past the post, Hor- you think, oh, I'm going to cop it here. Horrible feeling because you pull up and you just go, wow, mm. this is going to be ugly. Like, you actually want to jump off, let the horse run back itself. Yeah. And dig and, yourself and in And go and hide under a bush. You know, go <laughs> Whereas and hide if you win. And go and hide under a bush and say, I'll come back, I'll come back tomorrow. But Whereas if you win... You're standing tall in the saddle. How That's good it. am I? That's it. And and but that is the, that is the risk that yeah. you take. You know, and that is the risk that you take. And uh, it's you know it 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 is what it is. It's um you you know it's you know what it's ballsy to do it mm-hmm. to try and ride horses out of their comfort zone and use a horse up. But Willow, he he's ridden, uh, ridden the horse track work. He's obviously got confidence in the horse. And he thought, okay, we can, we can do this, you know? So I, you know, it's, it, um, yeah, got, gee, got plenty of traction. Too. Well, it's Willow and people would love to have a crack at him, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I think, but all in all, I think he had a throw at the stumps yep. and it didn't come off. Yep. So, so when it doesn't come off, you got to cop the flack and, yeah. and I'm and sure he did. He, and he did. That's right. Yeah. He, he said, I'd put his hand up, said, I wouldn't have done, I, he wouldn't do that again. Or he did the wrong, you know, to, Probably shouldn't have done, well. He shouldn't have done that, but that's okay. It's yeah, uh, it you. is what it is, and it, it's. I think um, because the horse has you got such a following, the horse is so short in the market. Well, um, rah, rah. What price was he? Dollar thirty three yeah, or something? Dollar twenty eight? I mean, that short, he should have been able to lead and win anyway. Yeah. So he was obviously way under the odds. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. Are they so that price? Are they should going be winning from star, anywhere. Are they going all star mile? I don't know, but they shouldn't be based on that probably. Mm. Well, the All Star Mile's not much of a race, I don't. What? From what I, think I can it's see, it's the bright side in it. Yeah, yeah, but from what what I can see, it doesn't look that great right. a race. Something's got to run second, and I don't think Fangirl's heading there. No. Um, now, uh, Leap to Fame won the uh, Australian Horse of the Year for the second straight year at the Queensland Harness Awards in Brisbane last weekend. So well done to Leap to Fame, and of course Nathan Dawson. Uh, won the Australian Driver of the Year. So good result there for a leap to fame and a great result there for Nathan Dawson. Now, some news. Uh, without a fight is on the way back, Sammy. We're going to see where, without a fight, I think, in the spring, which is terrific. Um, some chat about Australia's uh, who should be the horse of the year and the best horses in Australia. And some people left without a fight out of their calculations, which I thought was a bit weird. You don't win too many Caulfield Melbourne Cup doubles and a Q22 thrown in as well. So great to see without a fight on the way back. Looking forward to the spring. Now, some outstanding racing tomorrow in Sydney and Melbourne. Plus, of course, we have three dual preludes here at Doombin. Uh, hoping the weather does the right thing. Nice and warm and sunny today. The chance of a shower or storm maybe tomorrow afternoon late. Hopefully very late. Last thing we want again is rain during the meeting. Uh, good Good preludes, two for the two-year-olds, one for the Phillies, one for the Colts and Geldings, and, of course, a three-year-old as well. And the dual major races will be held at the Gold Coast, of course, in a fortnight's time. So looking forward to that day. But the racing down south, three group ones at Caulfield, one of the best days of the year, I reckon, this day. Uh, The Blue Diamond, the Oakley Plate, and the Futurity. Plus, in Sydney, we've got three group twos, and the clash of espionage and straight charge in the two-year-old race will be an absolute Cracker, Sammy. Yeah, well, we need this. We need the uh, we need the good races and the good horses to to step up. And gee, I think it's a it's a good race that Blue Diamond, isn't, isn't it? it? I I think High Octane will win it. Do you? He's at nine dollars uh, this morning, and uh, gee, I think that's uh, that's a good price. You know, if if you wanted to, if you want to, like he he won nicely first up with good improvement in him, um, 
and rounded the race off nicely. Uh, but you went, gee, that horse has got plenty of upside to him. And then you just wanted to roll around one on one and give it a run. Uh, next start, you'd you'd do what High Octane did, wouldn't you? You'd just roll around and he couldn't get out. He never got off the bit. He just had a nice experience, good day at the races and never got under any pressure. I'll tell you what, he goes into the uh, he goes into the Blue Diamond. I reckon a super chance. Nine dollars, great hope, great yeah, hope. I'll take you on, but I'll give you my tip later at the end of the show. But uh, we might have a look at some of those races. Uh, some, as I said, some really good racing tomorrow, right up and down the eastern seaboard. During the week, Sam, that Channel 9 has picked up the rights for the Melbourne Cup coverage from Channel 10. Uh, Channel 7 weren't in the running. They bailed out. Uh, Now, some discussion during the week about what Channel 9 should be doing with this coverage. Uh, Some of it on uh, Milo's show, uh, Gareth's show. I think Milo was filling in for a couple of days. Um, What should they be covering? Now, some people suggest they should be covering more racing information. Uh, this is free to wear for Channel 9, so more info on having a bet. Other people suggest they should be doing more fashions on the field, all that sort of stuff. Um, personally, I think there's – if you're if you a racing head like we are, you're not going to watch that. You're going to watch Sky or Racing.com or something like that. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I think um, it's uh, – I, I was really interested to see that which way they went. I thought – I thought uh, I talk about being ballsy. Gee, I think um, that's a big call to go with Channel Nine. After you would say Channel Ten was not a success, no. they they uh, went from Channel Seven to Channel Ten, and and that was not a success at all. And now they're going with Channel Nine, who have never done the Melbourne Cup Carnival before. So you're just getting into the same boat, aren't you? Like, I mean, it's well, that's... Uh, Channel Ten didn't rate, so uh, now you're going with. Uh, a team that have never done it before, so you just got to get more of the same. And, well, that's and the question: Will it be more of the same, or will they do other things? I mean, who would, would have you thought? Do? Who would have thought in this day and age that you'd be there's what five channels that you could watch horse racing on? I mean, our, our sport's not popular popular enough to have five channels. People watching on five channels. So, I mean, that in itself is is uh, yeah, it's out there. So, it's, I mean, uh, I I mean. Yeah, as I say, it's it didn't rate well on Channel Ten. So why is it going to rate with the same format? Why is it why is it going to rate any better? You've got to change the format in some way, shape, or form, or it will be the same result. Now, I mean, the problem is these days. uh, You go back to the that the big days. Channel Ten used to have it years ago with Bruce McAvaney on, and they used to have some of the the uh, stars, TV stars, movie stars, and whatever. And these people were interesting. Yeah. But now they're just degrade celebrities from some of these reality shows on TV, which they're, they're famous for all of three minutes, <laughs> and they're not worth this. You know, you really couldn't care less. And it's full of those people. Where if you had someone like a Margot Robbie or a Brad Pitt running around, I mean, I'm sure people would watch that. Yeah. But that's half the problem. Well, You've is, got, that, is a, that where our sports at, Chris? Well, well know, no, I think they should have more um, more segments and more little stories on on backgrounds of racing, yep. people involved in racing. Yeah. I reckon that's always a good thing. Yet there are people out there that like to watch the the fashions on the field and see some of the stars of the world, you know, the movie stars or whatever, but they don't want to see just a promo for Channel 9 pumping up their own shows. Yeah. And that's what I hope it doesn't turn into. Yeah. That's what they all do. It's uh... And it'll be if someone's on Channel 7 and they're hanging around, they probably won't show them because they're not on Channel 9. And that's just the way life is these days. But 
I reckon you can do something with it, but yeah, I don't know what it. Well, yeah, I do know what it is, but no one's going to ask me. <laughs> we'll put That's, it out there on the punters, mate, and the family. They'll well, put it. They'll, if they'll, Channel Nine want to contact you and I, Sammy, we have got plenty of ideas. Good plenty stuff. Plenty of ideas. We've got probably good heads not to be on the actual telecast, <laughs> but we've got some really good ideas. <laughs> Uh, now, today's guest, a very special guest on the show today who might be able to help us with some of these two-year-olds, it's Adrian Bott. Of course, uh, half the partnership there, Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse. And they have one hell of a stable of two-year-olds, don't they? Yes, they do. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to chatting to, to Adrian Bott this week because um, I've got a few questions myself to, <laughs> to ask him about. You know, I, I say it time and time again how tough and hardy their horses oh, are. Oh, I and, yeah, I mean, as a punter, you just love backing them because you know when they come under pressure, they're going to dig in. And, yeah. and I think, uh, yeah, it'll be good to, to hear from Adrian. And, and uh, you know, he's a bit forgotten about Adrian Body. He's obviously a, a huge part of oh, the Gay Waterhouse stable. and um, But sometimes can, you know, and uh, fair enough. I mean, Gay is, she is an absolute superstar and, and world class and outstanding, but Adrian Bott is yeah he's he's the other half to the team and and he does a super job also. He does now. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And I can tell you, Sammy, they raced today at Mackay and tomorrow they're racing at Doomben. As I mentioned, we have the three dual qualifying races. We're on the Poly track at the Gold Coast. Uh, we go to Rockhampton up north. There's a two-year-old dual qualifier there, and we're at Toowoomba in the twilight zone. Now, non-tab meetings, Gundawindi, Mariba, and Mount Isa. Blackhall has been abandoned due to the state of the track. We go to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Topping the straight, Stormboy struck the front. Arabian Summer into the clear. Likewise, Highness getting through in the middle. Erno's Cuban Spywire out wider. It's Stormboy in front, 100 metres left to run. Highness can't bridge back the margin. Then Spywire, but it's all Stormboy. And Stormboy is too good for them in the two-year-old. Stormboy by three. There he was, Sammy. Stormboy winning the Magic Millions earlier in the year and dominant at that. He is uh, just one two-year-old in what is just a, a bulging stable of outstanding two-year-olds, uh, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. And as mentioned, Adrian joins us this afternoon. Adrian, good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know you're a very busy man. First of all, did you ever expect this season or these two-year-olds to be so good this season? Look, it's it's quite... Um... Yeah, uh, upon reflection, it, it's quite fantastic to see that the level of depth there, which is which is great to see. Um, you know, and, and we've been fortunate enough, even sort of with with those ones that do have up and going, that we've been able to um, you know pull off a, a few big sort of feature races already. So yeah, couldn't have asked for a better start to the two-year-old season. Um, obviously, the next four weeks, six weeks, sort of eight weeks now is very crucial. Um, and, and sort of really trying to land the, um, you know, the, the, the big grand final goals for them. So, um, yeah, we we've, feel we've executed the first part correctly and, uh, you know, hopefully we can carry that through. Adrian, when you're training two-year-olds, does it, do, you, do you guys stick to, to a, a system, you know, a, a, the same sort of system with, with all the two-year-olds and, and how, it, you know, they come into work and, Obviously, um, you know, from the time they, they come from the breakers and then from that point on, is it is it pretty straightforward? Do you do that pretty much the same way across? Yeah, I guess there's, um, you know, to an extent there is a system that they all go through 
after they're purchased and, and from the breaking process. Um, yeah, that's probably very uh, consistent and similar for, for all those, for most of those horses. And it's just uh, yeah, repetition and, and um, yeah, a few sort of campaigns early in the season or, or for the first half of the, of the year, I, I, I guess. Um, and, and you're sort of starting to um, piece together information about each horse and, and, and start to get a bit more of an idea. And um, I, I guess the, 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 the more natural ones become a little bit clearer at that point. They start to put their hand up and, and they're the ones that you can sort of then start to, to focus in on and sort of really sort of um, uh, prepare them towards those original two-year-old races. And then from that point, once we do have those ones that we, we feel are going to be early and are ready to uh, ready to be put under a little bit more pressure, yeah, it's very much just then playing what's in in, in front of you and as you see it, uh, probably less systematic from, from that point onwards. Uh, and, and you're sort of trying to, uh, I guess, sort of map out the right path for them from, from, from that point. What is the secret to getting these horses, whether it be a two-year-old or your older horses, when they come under pressure, they find another gear? I'm, <laughs> I mean, it happens time and time again. And yes. I just go... Water spot, they just find these horses. Yeah, obviously, you know, we like to try and instill a bit of a competitive nature in them, no, no doubt. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, reflective in, in, in maybe the, the style of work that they um, sort of do and, and sort of carry out through, throughout their career. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I feel sort of having horses on, on, on pace uh, is, is sort of obviously a style that we've, um, you know, adopted. The stable, um, and, and then also they've got to have a good grounding, and they've got to be fit in order to do that. Uh, you know, it, it's not just uh, um, you know ability that allows them to, to to pull away late. You know, you, you've got to have that good grounding, and um, you know if you if you're fit enough, well, yourself up under under pressure. And you mentioned the on pace pattern. I mean, all of your horses basically go forward. I mean, I've. We've we've sat here on the show before and we've spoken about that at great length and 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 why don't we can't work out why other trainers don't follow that lead? I mean, obviously their horses aren't trained probably as well as yours. They're not they're not as strong when the chips are down. But just going forward, just it's just so obvious for you guys. It works so well. I'm surprised other other stables don't follow that lead. Yeah, there probably is a bit more work that goes into into doing that, um, and also you know teaching the horses uh, that initial. Uh, gate speed as as well, and um, you know, getting them to to show and uh, have that tactical speed. Uh, not all horses, yeah, do possess those sort of traits to be able to do that. But it, it's not easy. You, you know, a lot of the times you, you certainly are having to do a, a bit of work early. Uh, you know, whether that be from from a wide draw or you know, you, you can be vulnerable in, in high pressure races. You, you're left a um, bit of a target there sometimes as as well. So it's not. It's not an easy tactic to, to always sort of want to want to adapt. And um, as I said, if it doesn't it doesn't work out for you, or if you get it wrong on the days, sometimes you sort of get it quite spectacularly wrong as well. Um, you know, it's sort of probably a little bit easier um, to have a horse uh, having a kinder run and, and 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 finishing off, and that does help. Um, yeah, no doubt some some people sort of in, in terms of sort of that can be using races as um, fitness and, and foundation blocks, but it's very hard to be doing that uh, from the front. You can be found out very, you can be found out very quickly as well. Now, what goes into to sitting down and working out where all these horses are going? It takes a lot of planning and 
Uh, it must be a difficult task to have so many good two-year-olds. Uh, you need to put them in the right races leading into the slipper and other, and other feature races. I mean, it must be – at some stage there, it has to be a bit of a headache. Hey. It's uh, it's a good headache. To yeah, have. I was going to say that. I was, was going to say I'd love to have this headache. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not not going to try and uh, tell you otherwise. Um, but uh, I, I must say, like, it, it's not necessarily just sitting down at one point in time. Um, you know, these are the things that you are constantly thinking about. Um, you know, every minute of the day, every minute that you're watching them in work, um, you, you are sort of constantly thinking. Um, or, or reacting sometimes to every little bit of information that you see on the track or every bit of work. And, um, you know, those plans are for, forever evolving as well. But as I said, sometimes you're, you're building a picture of these horses from six months ago and that's the, the idea that you've got and, and where they're sort of planning and, you know, hopefully everything's falling into place from, from that point. So it's really just, and that's with all the horses as well. You, you know, we do live and breathe our, our racing and, you know, sort of the common question well, what do you do outside racing well you know very very little unfortunately you know these types of things are what we enjoy doing and they, they they take up a lot of our time but it is something that we enjoy doing something we think about 24 7 and um yeah as i said it's something that sort of is always um you know in particular with the two-year-olds gotta 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 move with them a little bit and be be flexible Adrian, uh, Tassie Racing uh, is, well, it's a big part of uh, SEN, that's for sure, and we, we love Tassie Racing. And it's very common to see Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, having runners uh, over in Tassie. That, it's fantastic that you support their racing. Yeah, we, we, we love to support any um, form of carnival throughout Australia, whether it be sort of country racing or um, yeah, interstate racing. We, we do try and be present um, in whichever carnival carnival features are on it sometimes a good opportunity to, to travel horses and uh, i can't tell you exactly why or how tasmania sort of came on the on, on the radar for for the stable but um ever since i've been here and, and and been been involved and that's sort of going on 12 years now um you know i feel there's been some form of representation every year and that's not necessarily sort of too much sort of forward planning in that it's um you know horses that are in in form at the time or um, you know, sort of progressing the right way that you know we can capitalise just on 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 the timing of of the carnival. Uh, but yeah, it's it's we we enjoy taking horses down there. We've we've had some had some great success, and um, you know, like everything with with the horses, you know, placement's key. And if that's an opportunity for whether it be fillies to to get some black type in some you know you know some staying feature races, or um, you know, if there's just not the right um, you know, races on the program here in Sydney for, for that specific style of the horse at the time that they're up for. Well, yeah, sometimes it falls falls nicely into place and there's some good prize money on offer. So, you know, hopefully everyone sees it that way that they enjoy coming down as well. But we, we do like going there. Good stuff. Now, can Lady of Camelot win the Blue Diamond? Look, she's uh, certainly the right profile of horse. And, um, you know, we, we, we sort of thought long and hard about what's the, the right horse to take down for, for the Blue Diamond, you know, over over the last sort of three or four months. Um, and as I was saying before, that picture just sort of continues to evolve. And then straight after the wooden stakes, you know, when she sort of put in a performance like that, you know, very quickly, you know, that was sort of the, you know, I think where it all clicked and just fell into place. And we said, all right, you know, yeah, that's our, that's our blue diamond horse. You know, that was sort of a real performance that we thought was a one that could see her go down and, you know, be, be very competitive in a race like that. And, um, yeah, I, I think that the setup would 
suit her really well, the timing of her preparation um, and great opportunity for her to try and, you know, get some valuable, you know, a, a valuable group one on, on her resume. And obviously it's a race that we would well and truly um, love to, to, to win at some point. So uh, she's drawn, um, you know, couldn't have asked for, for a better draw for, for the sort of style of racing that she, she has. So, um, yeah, I, I think she's a great chance. She's done very well. She's settled in nicely. She's adapted really well to that way of going. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the best chance we've had in the, the Blue Diamond for as long as I can remember. Adrian, can you help the punters out? This is a, a clash that I can't wait for tomorrow at Rose Hill. Race four, espionage and straight charge. Can you lean any particular way? I can't split them. I cannot. Um, I must say I cannot. Um, yeah, and that was sort of the, the, the case going into the breeders' um, plate when they when they first originally met. They'd done a lot of their work together in those early stages and they were sort of the, the, the two two-year-olds had put their hand up most in, in the early part and there was very little between them all the way through. And, you know, um, even though I said that, I didn't realise it was going to be, you know, that little between them on race day, you know, mm. literally sort of, um, you know, a, a, a very small margin separating them. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I guess they sort of partly had a, a different lead up to this. Espionage has always shown a lot of uh, natural ability and, um, you know, I, I think he's only going to continue to in, in, improve He's probably a little bit sort of hard, harder to get a line on because he's uh, a bit more uh, laid back uh, and sort of can do what's what's needed in his work and, and races and trials. So I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. But the question is sort of how much is is actually there and, and, and what level can he can he get to? I, I get a feeling it's a it's a high level. I think he's a quality colt. Whereas straight charge and his work his works a bit exactly how he's racing and trial. Uh, pattern is, you know, he's got an abundance of early speed and you can see him travelling strongly on the bit throughout, just showing nice, strong, sustained speed. So he's always, um, you know, probably that little bit more obvious to, to see in his work and his trials and races. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Maybe the smaller field tactics yep. play a big part of it, um, no doubt. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's going to continue to be an interesting matchup for, for those types of horses going going forward. Now, Stormboy, of course, is the favourite for the Golden Slipper. He's won the Magic Millions. Uh, he has been recently sold for a, for a big sum, and if he wins some of the uh, or wins the Triple Crown, uh, be worth more money to the to the owners, etc. When will we see him race? He's going to race Saturday week in the Skyline. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll we'll get to see him again very shortly. Had a trial uh, about sort of uh, ten days ago or you know, last week, I think it was, out at Rose Hill. He was. He was excellent. I thought he's um, yeah he's in he's in really good order. Obviously he's the benchmark on what he's done to date. Um, yeah he's he, he's hopefully going to continue to show further improvement. I can't wait to see him mm. through that triple crown path. Uh, I think he's going to be a you know excellent over that fourteen to sixteen hundred meter range. And if that's the case, you know that's um, you know, it's going to take a significant horse to sort of really improved to, to that level going going forward as well. But, um, yeah, can't wait to see him again next week. Adrian, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon. I know you're a busy man and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens tomorrow and in the next four to eight weeks because, as I said, your two-year-olds are just outstanding and each week is a is a different a different scenario and a different result and can't wait to see what's happening in the future. So thanks again for your time.
No, really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Adrian. Adrian Bott joining us there, Sammy. And I didn't ask Adrian the obvious question of which is the best two-year-old in the stable because I think it's an impossible one to answer. <laughs> I really well do. done on getting Adrian Bott this week. Uh, outstanding. Good chat. Well, you know what? I text Adrian Bott and he got back to me in about five seconds. So there you go. Of course he does. Yeah. It's uh, really Chris nice Nelson. Guy. Oh, no, no. Nothing to do with that. He's just a really nice guy. Anyone could text him and he'd probably get straight back to them. Uh, Sammy, we will go for a break. We'll come back with some tips and selections and sausage of the week. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. All right, Sammy. It's that time of the week where we pot horses. It's time for Sausage of the Week. All right. You got anything for me? Oh, I'll tell you what hurt me last week. Schoenack. Oh. Schoenack You know he'll come me. out and win something soon. And I, uh, I'll tell you what, I've, I tipped that flying joy, I reckon, two starts ago. And then thought, I'll stick with it. And anyway, then I'm standing in the Emerald Hotel on Saturday, punting my backside off with <laughs> others. Uh, shout out to Billy Brownless. He was there uh, Emerald was last he? Saturday. He was, uh, he was very funny. And, uh, yeah, so, Shernak, it, it burnt me. Burnt me. And I was like, never again for you. Never. I'll tell you what I did. I actually, when I did the best bets on the Wednesday, I tipped Flying Joy to win. Oh, well done. And then Saturday morning when the rain came, yep. I thought, oh, she's probably not as well suited in the rain, so I put something else on top <laughs> and put her down to second. Oh. And I did the same thing with Sharp Dazzler in the later race. They do it to you all the time. I hate wet tracks. All they just the ruin everything. they do it to you. Uh, and that track wasn't that bad at all. No. Uh, so Chernak goes in. Chernak for me. And oh. I'll tell you what. Yep. I'm going to tip. I, I'm going to tip... <laughs> A sausage horse. Oh, I, I, know, I know what it I is. Don't know Starts if... with A, second word D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you put Daisy in. I, I don't yeah. think I put Daisy in. I think I you did. put Daisy in. I did. I you were very keen last week. start. I think it'll win. Yeah, well, I've got a couple. Jamaldi got beaten again at Ipswich during the week. It's a professional non-winner. Uh, Gracie LaStyler, that horse that runs around in Sydney. I gave it a chance last week. No. Nah. Never again. It's just a chaser. It's dead set chaser. And Louisville, he goes all right in Sydney for Chris Waller, but he's probably reached his mark now. And I'm going to revisit our old mate Plundering, who gives me, as I've said before, African Daisy vibes. (laughs) Got beaten again last Saturday by Mullane. Oh, wow. So there you go. So I think all four of those. Louisville's not too bad, but I just, as I say, I don't think he'll win again this prep. So Jamel D, Gracie LaStyler, Louisville, and plundering is already in there for me. You putting in Chernak, Chernak, and African Daisy. No, I'm, I think Daisy. I think Daisy will win this week. <laughs> well, we'll see, won't we? We will we'll discuss that next uh, Friday. Now you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. 
Each and every week, our favourite correspondent from the Gold Coast, Sammy, joins us, and he's just fresh off the water slides at Grundy's. Gibbo, is that right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So funny you brought that up. I just mentioned that to the missus this morning. The, uh, really? the Facebook post where someone put the photo up of the old Grundy slides. Oh, the first comment someone wrote is, don't remember the bugger being that big. They were I can't great. I not really remember it being that big either. They were great, Gibbo. Those days on the Gold Coast were just phenomenal. That, that era was the best. Yeah, it was, mate. There was that. We even had the Magic Mountain back in the oh, day. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah up at Nobby's yeah, Beach, Yeah, Mermaid near Nobby's. Yeah, yeah. Nobby's Elk. Yeah, yeah. No, All the good ones are gone. Yeah, Grundy's in there on the Dodgems. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I remember the Dodgems. Sammy? I, I remember, yeah, well, I reckon it was one of the only holidays where um, we went away as a family. Yeah. Um, and when I was a young buck, and it was Chris, my brother, uh, my sister, Joanne, myself and Patrick, mum and dad, and you wouldn't believe it, Kevin Sheedy and his family were in the room next door. We stayed in a place called Coco Cabana, I think, and Sheeds and dad just sat around the pool and got on the juice the whole time, and we just ran around. And, and I remember old Pat just slinging us the money, and we were just going down to Grundy's and just torching a through a couple of hundred, you know? Like, and How back, good is back that? then, back then, a couple of hundred was a lot of money. Well, let's just take oh, it that's back. That's one of the best, Sammy. I don't know if you remember this one. 100 Sammy was going to chime in with Melbourne. <laughs> I don't remember this one, Gibbo. There used to be where the water slides where there was a bridge going across the road onto the beach. Yeah, yep. And there used to be that guy there that used to spray everyone with the suntan stuff. Do you remember him? Oh, Al, his oh, name just, just in the back of my head. I do. Yeah. His name was Al, and he was as brown as like a brown. I don't know. He was. He yeah, was just. Done, yeah, they've had a few TV specials on him and that. I think over the years. He was just like, like a piece bucket, of leather. Yeah. As you would expect. Yeah, yeah the crocodile skin. Yeah, with his speedos on. Anyway, I digress. Now we need some uh, we need some tips for tomorrow. What do you like and where? Yeah, I'll start I'll give you one there. Race six, number eight, jet stream. Uh, just a couple of starts over the eight hundred so far. Look, the form looks a bit mixed, but just looks like one of those horses in a really good stable that just still learning what it's all about, but sort of gets its head to the side, but once it strains out, it's got a nice little turn of foot. So initially I thought gate one might not be great for it. I think it's probably better on the outside of them. But um, if they can just sort of hold up and wait for a split, I'm sure it's got a couple of wins in store. So, yeah, Jetstream race six at the Gold Coast. Okay, race six, number eight. Anywhere else? Yeah, I think you can wait to the last at um, Caulfield, race 10, number 10. There's been a bit of money for this, actually, in the last 24 hours. Eternal Flame. Um, just a nice, nice horse. Um, I just feel a little bit flat, fresh, then a really good win second up. Held up at the wrong time in a similar race to this last time. I'd love a bigger track, but I just think another one gets to the outside, and once it sort of flattens out, it really does let down, so... I think it's got a couple of good races in it this prep and probably better again next time. But I think Eternal Flame could be the best way to end the day at Caulfield. All right. So race six, number eight, Jetstream at the Goldie and race 10, number 10, Eternal Flame at Caulfield. In 30 seconds, can you wrap up this week's podcast? And one more, just in the blue diamond. Oh, sorry. Seven long exotics. Just traffic warden at $41. Yep. Just, 
it had it had Stormboy form early, then won at Caulfield next start, and then not the clearest pass last start. I, I just think forty one dollars is uh, definitely worth trifecta. Very good. Point. And you should be going to two folks because Kurtz is an absolute idiot. Um, <laughs> He's now pretty much full-time comedian and podcast, and he pretty much carries us, and I laugh the whole time. But there's um, plenty on there. The sports show was good this week, too. It's, uh, it was released Tuesday, and the new one's out today. So go and have a bit of a giggle at yourself. When will you be a full-time comedian, do you think? Never, mate. Love the horses too much. You'll always be part-time. <laughs> Give a I'm thanks. a part-time laugher. I don't even tell the jokes. I just laugh. Just laugh. That's all. Someone's got to laugh at the jokes. It helps the comedians... Uh... It helps the comedians, what do they call it? Um, ego. Helps their ego. Yeah, that's right. So if, you, if anyone goes and listens to it and they wonder who the muttly laugh is in it, that's me. <laughs> Gibbo, thanks so much. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. All the best with everything, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you too, legend. See you, mate. Gibbo joining us there, Sammy. Now, your best bets for tomorrow. Rightio. Uh, race 7, number 10 at Doomben, Redwood Shadow, uh, African Daisy, race Ooh. 3, number 2. And, uh, look, I can't let her go around without anything on. Race 6, number 8, Petunia at $31. I think Gold Trip will absolutely bolt in. And in the Blue Diamond, I like High Octane. Let's bet Sammy. I've got a few of them tomorrow. I'm pretty confident, actually. Uh, I'm going to go into state with a fair few of these. Uh, Caulfield, the Blue Diamond, of course, is one of the features. The Group 1 for $2 million. Race 8, number 13, Lady of Camelot. Couldn't have been any more impressed with her last start win in Sydney. Uh, she ran the first or the quickest first 600, 200 metres of the race, and she ran the final fastest 200 metres of the race, and she wasn't too slow in between either. She ran overall fast time. I love these horses that can just dig deep. And, of course, she's from the Waterhouse Bot Stable. So Lady of Camelot, race eight, number 13. Uh, King's Gambit, race nine, number 15. Now, he's a little bit maligned. I don't know why. He's only had six starts. He hasn't done a lot wrong. I loved his recent trial in Sydney. He settled back in the field, and he made some nice ground late. And he wasn't far away in a, in a trial which was running good company, and he wasn't put under any pressure whatsoever. Gate number one with Jamie Carr to ride. You have to say he's going to be very, very hard to beat King's Gambit. So they're my best two for Caulfield. Race 8, number 13, Lady of Camelot. Race 9, number 15, King's Gambit. In Sydney at Rose Hill, cracking meeting. I hope the rain stays away. I'm going to go with race 2, number 2, Belvedere Boys in the highway. Generally steer clear of these races, but I did like his last start run. Got too far back, ran on strongly. 1,400 ideal. Wide gate, don't mind. He gets to the outside. And he gets an unimpeded run, and he can really hit the line, Belvedere boys. For the highway man, Matt Dunn, race two, number two. I'll go to race six, number 13, Marques. First start run over 1,600 metres was always going to be a bit of a stretch. Did a good job to run second uh, behind um, Amore. I can't get the name of the horse. Completely uh, completely escapes me. Another one I mean, but I can't get it out. Marques, uh, second up. Down to 1,400 metres, looks beautifully placed up on speed. Amore Victoria, I think, or Victoria was the name of that horse. Uh, I'll go to race number seven, race number nine, horse number 11, Frilled. Went down in a four-way photo first up. Fitter, a lot of upside. I thought that run was really good. She didn't shirk her tasks at all, a task at all, and she uh, won't mind if there is any rain, Frilled. She can go close. And I think Dakota Vroom, race 10, number six. This is really good value. Uh, gently rolled the favourite here. Gently rolled in Dakota Vroom. There wasn't a lot between them last start. Gently rolled, took the shortcuts, 
Dakota Vroom had to come wide, and the sectionals home were just as good. So Dakota Vroom at double figures, I think, is a really good bet in that final race, race 10, number six. Now, I do have some tips here from our good friend at South Australian Racing Tips, and that is Anthony, and he has gone with tomorrow. At Morfittville, race one, number five, Pearl Adios to win. Race two, number one, Jenkins each way. Race three, number one, Kalasek each way. And race six, number one, Salto each way. Also likes race eight, number 11, Grinzinger Prince each way. So one, number five, two, number one, three, number one, six, number one, eight, number 11. A couple of uh, South Australian horses going around at Caulfield in the big races. Race eight, number 14, the Blue Diamond Kuriyangi or Inagi or whatever it is. And race nine, number four, Shripper each way. So both of those each way for Anthony. If you're looking for his tips, do yourself a favour. Get onto Twitter and go to at South underscore tips. That is South Australian horse racing tips. Now, just recapping some of the best bets from our experts. Gibbo, he's gone to the Gold Coast on the poly track. Race six, number eight, Jetstream, he thinks can win there. And he's keen on one in the last at Caulfield. Race 10, number 10, Eternal Flame. So two for Gibbo. Race six, number eight at the Goldie. And race 10, number 10 at Caulfield. Now, Sammy, his best bets were race seven, number 10, Redwood Shadow. Stays at 1,600 metres. Excuse me. Good gate for Ryan Maloney. Race seven, number 10. Race three, number two, African Daisy, who, of course, I put in the sausage file a few weeks ago. Race six, number eight, Petunia. Maybe last chance for Sammy. Petunia's... uh, Got him, I think. I think he owns half a share on recent efforts. Caulfield, race six, number one, gold tap, he thinks will absolutely bolt in. And race eight, the blue diamond, he's gone with number eight, high octane. There's a lot of people out there that like the old race eight, number eight pattern. So there you go. Sammy's best, Doombin, race seven, number 10, race three, number two, race six, number eight, Caulfield, race six, number one, and race eight, number eight. Thank you so much for joining us on The Punters, mate, this Friday afternoon. Hopefully uh, we found you a winner or 10. There's a lot of tips there. We'll catch you same time, same place next Friday afternoon. The Punders, mate, on SEN Track. Many winners. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.